Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I am your conspiracy asshole, Primetime 99, Alex Stein. And we're on the grind all the time, and we have a very special guest. That's right. We're about to get your mind right. We're about to unplug from the Matrix with a guy that is, he's been through the struggle. He's, he's, he's left it out there on the field. He's fought. He's, he's cried. He's left it all. He, he almost died on that field. He's given it his all. And with that, I want to say, Makai Brown, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. How are you Man, doing, my friend? Glad to be here for sure. For well, sure. well, it's a pleasure. Okay, so I was just telling you. So, so you're saying, Makai, you know, why did this guy reach out to me? And I know you're. Listen, you're an all-American football player. You've been interviewed a thousand times. It's not like you've never oh, yeah. been interviewed. But what I'm mm-hmm. saying is, uh, you're probably like, why did this guy in this conspiracy channel interview or reach out to me? It's because so I'm on YouTube all the time. We're live on YouTube right now. And uh, this past weekend, there was an. Did you see? I don't know if you heard this. There was an Ohio. State football player. I don't know if this weekend or last weekend he oh, got. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Did you hear this? He yeah. quit and then at halftime and then tweeted like "fuck Ohio State" in the middle of the thing. <laughs> and, but because and this is what people don't realize. And 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 we'll show your clip here in a second. But when you're playing a football game, you're so passionate. You're not even thinking. You know, not people at all. You people don't. Yeah, yeah, so you tell them, people don't realize when you're going into a, a battle, it's you're not you're mm-hmm. not thinking straight. You're in a. It's like Mike uh, Mike Tyson always says. You know, you always have a game plan until you get hit in the face. So kind of tell people why that, you know, why is it so hard to kind of keep our emotions when you're so passionate? Because I think that's what made you so awesome is is that you had that much passion. A lot of people were kind of lame ducks. Right. And the thing is, like, people don't expect that when you're playing a sport or just anything in life. You know what I'm saying? People look at you like you're crazy when you're kind of obsessive with something. And it's like, you can't really change how you are because people think that way. I mean, the real people understand how it's feeling. They understand it's passion. So I don't really feel bad about what I did. I don't really regret anything. Honestly. Okay. Okay. Well, it's not bad at all. We're going to, okay. We're going to share it. Okay. We're going to watch it real quick. It's a short clip. And I think oh, yeah. it's, I think it's awesome. You're like, so, so, cause I, I, so what happened was, is I had Googled, I guess the other player, that incident. And, and for some reason, Makai, mm-hmm. you came up because you're a national champion. I mean, you're playing for the Alabama Crimson Tide for Georgia, which a lot of people don't realize is a pain in the ass. Like you're playing at the top level. You're playing at the pros. You're like basically a Miami Dolphin when you're playing nice. for the, you know, I, I mean, people don't realize you're probably actually, I, I would honestly argue that I bet you guys probably, you know, I played uh, one year of college football and I realized I sucked mm-hmm. because it was like a job. But what, what, but real quick, people don't realize is Alabama is so good at football. I mean, it could probably beat the worst NFL team. You know what I mean? I mean, think that's really far fetched. When you're actually at Alabama, you see how like the meetings are, how we practice, like everything is literally like the NFL. Like it's really, it's really remarkable. Nick Saban is a, it's probably the greatest coach of all time. It's crazy how he can get a whole team to just believe in him, really. Yeah, and, and see, that's the other thing is like, is Alabama is not only have the best players, they're also the best coach. Like everybody, right. it's, it's no joke. Like they do right. not let you get on the field unless you know exactly what you're doing because there's a guy behind you that'll just take your spot. I mean, it's it's really? so cutthroat. <laughs> okay, so let's watch right. this clip real quick. And this is what I'm saying. The people watch this clip. You know, of course, all the political correctness people be like, oh, you know, Makai is, you know, he's being too aggressive or something. But dude, this is what you want. I mean, this, like, right. Makai, if you could bottle this up and sell this, people, this is what you'd want to sell to every football player that's ever going on the field. So, like, here, let's watch this clip. It's a short, it's a minute clip. Hold on. Let's watch that. Okay. Okay, and and so what? So what was it? So you're just fired up, and they're gonna show the clip. But basically, it didn't even look that bad. You kind of swung at his mask a little bit, and I mean, right. that is, it's just when you're chipping around, that's not that big a deal. Right. <laughs> right. I, I mean, okay, let's watch it. Yeah, he lost his goal. He ended up punching a Georgia player. Just went right after they want that. the drama, Kai. They want right. the See, that's not that big a deal. I mean, oh, give me a break, dude. I mean, and like, see, you know, in a high school game, you wouldn't get noticed because there's not a camera like six feet. I mean, look, you had this, this camera couldn't have been any closer, but they want the drama. 
Look at yeah, you don't even see it. Lucky he yeah, he hits it. Okay, you're always punching in the face mask. But who was 84? Do you even know who he was? Because you didn't know yeah, who. I'm That's number, a, I'm you, number 30. Number 30 is from uh, like around where I live. Like he's from like. Because uh, you're from Stafford. Georgia. Yeah, you're from Georgia. Right. So so why? Yeah. Uh, and I played with Matt Stafford, and he ended up going to Georgia. I'm I'm a lot older than you. Well, ten years older than you. About. Um, but right, right, right. but what I'm saying is Georgia's you know one of the you know is a, one of the best programs. I, I mean they're not as good as Alabama. But they're probably one of the you know most desirable. So why didn't you decide? To, why did you decide to go to Alabama over Georgia? I'm sure you could have gone to Georgia. So what I what I always tell people is like Coach McGee, he's like the running back coach there. He actually coached me my first two years of high school. He's the head coach at Carver. So a few years before I got to Carver, actually, a couple guys were going to commit to Georgia. I'm not going to say their names, but pretty much they brought their family there and they took those guys' offers from them the day they were going to commit. So I always said that even if they offered me, I was never gonna go. Because yeah. Of All the shadiness. Story. Yeah, they were being right. sketchy. Yeah, because that's what they do. Because you know they kind of keep people on the back burner. Because they know that mm-hmm. you're always gonna be able to land on your feet no matter what. Especially when you're six foot six and two hundred and fifty pounds. And you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, they're not too worried that a team is, is gonna pick you up. So that's why they can play KU. That's what I'm saying. People in the media don't realize. Is like the best players get fucked around with the most because they don't they don't feel guilty when they screw him over because they're like oh shit well if he doesn't go to Georgia he's gonna go to Alabama or Florida or SMU or Tennessee State or wherever some school (laughs) no but seriously I mean somebody wants you you're a desirable player no matter what so they know that they know that they're not they're not you're not a disabled you're not a crippled person for lack of a better word you know you're not in a wheelchair so they're like oh shit they have less. Sympathy, but that still doesn't make it an excuse for how they treat these players. Uh, it's 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 really kind of with with college football now with the likeness stuff that's changing it. But dude, it's been a business. Tell people they don't realize, uh, uh, Kai, how many times do you have to wake up at five thirty in the morning uh, in the spring semester when you weren't even playing when the football season wasn't going on. Man, just think about it. when I was at Bama. I'm thinking about that now. Like even Tennessee State, like it was both. The both were pretty hell. I mean, you got a the top program in America, then you have Tennessee State, which kind of lacked the resources a little bit, but I still love the school. But you just kind of see the hardships in both. Like, you have to really love the sport, like, at all times. There's times that you really don't want to wake up, but you you have to do it. And it's like, it kind of makes you look like lose well for the game, too. I guarantee you, a lot of people that you ask, a former college player, anybody, they'll tell you, they pretty much only play sports for the money. Like, people don't want to hit people all the time. Kai! You're not going to hear this often, but it's the truth. Kai, no, that's exactly what happened. I'm saying my freshman year, I went to the University of South Florida, and this guy named Stephen Nicholas, he, he, they called him Snake. He got drafted in the third round of the Atlanta Falcons, and he was a mm-hmm. senior. And, you know, he was just, you know, he was the best player at the University of South Florida, which had just become a D1 school. And I thought I was hot shit because I was good in high school. <laughs> Dude, so I'm playing scout team tight end. My first play, I let the defensive end go, and I go block the middle linebacker. I was supposed to block him. He knocked mm-hmm. me out and gave me a concussion. My first, Jeez. dude, I just didn't realize. I just didn't know. I was in practice, and I didn't realize I was going against an NFL guy, and he took advantage of me. And I'm saying, <laughs> after that, I learned a lesson. You know, then I never, and it wasn't even that my guard was on. I thought I was going to hit him, too. I just... I, I mean, he was all warmed up. You don't even know how powerful these dudes I didn't know how powerful, dude. I had no idea. He ran through me like I was jello. And I thought I was, I mean, I was bigger than him. You know what I mean? And, and dude, yeah. I, he just came underneath me and he was so powerful. He blew me up. And then the next day, it was not only was it bad, not only was it so bad that I uh, got like knocked out, they had to get the smelling salts, but uh, I happened to be my, the guy that I had a suite mate, you know, I had my room and then his room was the, you know, we had a connected bathroom it was yeah. a coach's son and the next morning i was like i'm not going dude i quit man i, I was serious i was like and he dragged me out of bed so so i go and i was kind of being facetious but dude my head hurt like i didn't want to and, 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 and so so listen so but the next day i i got i so i had to sit out i look like such a bitch i had to sit out like seven days man, <laughs> Hey, but then, no, I know. No, well, but then this is the last thing. This is the worst thing, though, Kai. And then I want to hear all about you. It's not about me. Is they played it over and over on the big screen and just humiliated uh, me, dude. Uh, it was the worst, dude. That was worse than the headache when them. It was the screen as big as this, and we were in the big room, not like. Really the, 
Oh, dude, it's. Uh, I was just sitting there like, man, I, this is nowhere. I'm-. And then it kind of gives you like, like some people, I guess, you know, like I get it's like hazing or something. You're supposed to look at it a good way, but dude, there's nothing good about that. There's nothing fun. It sucked. Not at all. <laughs> My cat is going crazy. Okay, here, let's watch this clip, and because this is not the Alex Stein show, this is the Mackay. A brown show. Okay, let's watch this. Let's see this. And like I said, that was just kind of a little punch. But on the on the uh, uh, I guess the biggest thing is you got this passion, though. I love this mm-hmm. passion. I mean, this this they, you can't even bottle this up. Okay, people don't realize this. Look at Nick Saban yelling at you right there. You probably on a, even though you're an Alabama top recruit, you probably don't even interact with Saban that much, do you? Because you probably interact with your position nah, coach. No, we used to have little memes every now and then. You he had did. memes every now and then. So, but he uh, definitely was a, a great coach. He used to always kind of just, he will tell me when I was doing good, doing bad. Like, he always kept it pretty he, straight. Like, he's he, one of those people that he doesn't shoot, shoot a coach. He doesn't shoot a coach shit. Dude, that's so badass. Just to think that you got coached by the greatest college football coach of all time. But what I'm, well, I guess my point is what I'm saying is like, you know, um, you only get attention when you're doing bad, not when you're doing good. But I guess you just said it when you're doing good, he prays you. So shoot, that that's that. But right here on the sideline, this sucks. People forget. People forget me. I have made like a pivotal tackle. You made the, the pivotal game. tackle, the game winning tackle. Like, yes, like yes. <laughs> that was about okay. Hey. T- so tell us what happened on the game winning. Before we watch this, tell us about the game winning play. Because what was it on special teams? What was the play again? Come out with Tua or uh, kickoff? The kickoff. The, the, the wasn't it a kickoff play that was the yeah, ma- was major tackle that was like the yeah, game winning yeah. tackle. So, so pretty much it was like third quarter. Uh, I think we're down like a touchdown, and basically at, at right after this happened, you know, and. So you were and right back in the game. Myself. So after this, but, you went you went right after I so you went right back in the game and made yeah, I remember that was the thing, and then they all talked about this and not the game. Because dude, I'll be honest with you, I'm so over freaking college football. Uh not <laughs> no, I respect it. I, and I went to LSU, I ended up transferring graduating from LSU, so I kinda hate Alabama, but I respect that. <laughs> dude, I love Alabama. Obviously, I, I respect the hell out of it, but I as a fan, I don't want you guys to win. But you went to, you know what I'm saying? You went to the best of the best. I, I would never fault a player if you got recruited and you decided to go to play at Alabama. I think that makes you a man more than it may. Like, yeah. dude, that's like literally saying, I want to go play for the B team Dallas Cowboys or the second string Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's literally right. the same thing. I mean, uh, okay, so let's watch this. Uh, let's watch this clip. And then, and then we can look up the game winning tackle, so we can, so we can justify. Look at his passion. 40. And what, did, what, what, what did you even yell? Did you yell something back at Saban? What the hell did you? No, even... I didn't say, I didn't say anything to Saban. Like, so what's crazy is Saban, he, he basically got on my ass, and I took it to the chin. What I had a problem with was Kerry Stevenson. So he, he walks by. He said something slick to me, you know what I'm saying? And that's his linebackers like, coach. Who's Kerry Stevenson, linebackers coach? No, Kerry Stevenson was like at the time he worked in uh like the academic building. He like checked up on us while we were in tutoring. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, people don't realize yeah. how many times you had to go to study hall. So at Alabama, dude, how many hours did you have to do a week in there? I bet you had to do like prison sentence in Man, there. You had to sometimes go in the morning, sometimes you went in the afternoon, right after practice, like. But it actually was scheduled pretty well. Like, I wouldn't say it was, like... Uh, it helps you. It definitely was right. Yeah, it helps you. I mean, it definitely keeps you on track. But, dude, like, people don't realize you have to clock in with a card. I mean, it's literally... They got you uh time stamp. And the fact you don't get paid... I mean, I know you guys benefit this and that. And, like, you can get different shit. But, like... I mean, every every college player at the University of South Florida. I remember the the, the a lot of the coaches just gave guys uh, uh, money to go to the police auction because like Tampa had a big police auction and all the players would buy like thousand dollar Crown Vicks. Every player had the yeah. same Crown Vic, you know, because the coaches could afford to do that. For them to give a guy, you know, fifteen hundred bucks for a car that would change his life, that's not, you know, they would benefit from. No, it doesn't look suspicious at all, dude. It didn't look suspicious at all. Like a pale too. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people, you get the pale grants, but still, it's not enough. I mean, for these guys, like they should be able to get some sort of stipend, especially at Alabama. Man, they're making, dude. I made a lot of money with this NIL uh, shit. I made a lot of money. I made so much money. Especially coming out, dude. That's the thing is, well, well, cause, cause like, I feel like what, what did this one player just left? I forget his name, but he was a South Lake Carroll quarterback. He skipped his senior year. To go get a big check and sign a deal with like Canes, no, race. Uh, What's his wish, name? Yeah, I know. Somebody, 
Yeah, let me. I knew his name. I mean, yeah, he was going to Ohio State, but then, then, uh, uh, I mean, he is at Ohio State. What is it? South Lake quarterback, the QB that skipped senior year. I want to. That'll be Quinn Ewers or somebody. Yeah, Quinn Ewers. You nailed it. You nailed it. It was Quinn Ewers, Mm -hmm. mother trucker. I can't believe that because he's getting paid. I don't blame him. And he, I heard he's actually pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, shoot, dude. Like, like, and the thing is. You know, if you're the top quarterback, you know, in the country like that, you're probably going to be pretty good. You don't, they don't really miss a lot of times on the court, like, not, like nah, not on the quarterbacks like that. Like, the game and don't get a chance to get back out there. Look at that passion. Oh, wow. Oh, look at that. Okay, so that's the, so, so that's the guy that you're like your study hall guy. And he was giving you grief. You're telling me the study hall right. guy in the national championship game, you're going out there against the Georgia Bulldogs. They got dogs on the sideline trying to bite you. And this guy is the biting your ass. Like he's being like worse than the freaking Ugga, the, their mascot. What a deal. Well, I just can't believe that. And so I guess was he trying to act like calm down or something? What was he trying to like what dude, dude came to me and basically made it seem like I was the reason we were gonna lose the game. I'm like, bro, I already knew I wasn't going to Bama no more after this game. Like a couple months before I had already been enrolled to Tennessee State. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna make a play and I'm gonna be remembered for something good, not this shit. And, and, dude, people don't realize just this game, you've put so many hours, thousands of hours into this, guys, with the study all the time. This is the very end. This is the very end of the season. Dude, tell them. I mean, how many many hours do you think a week? Like, they say you go to school for 10, but, uh, dude, you were doing this. I mean, how many hours? All day. You you only can have contact with the coaches for a certain amount of time. We push that limit. Like, we pushed the limit to it. Like, we ain't never go over. I wouldn't say that, but we use all the time possible, for sure. It's crazy. Uh, okay. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, okay, let me see. Yeah, my cat is going nuts. What's up, police over there? What's that? Yeah. Let's watch it. That was crazy as hell. That was so crazy. Turns for another five. From just his sixth interception of the season. Right Possession yeah, but you go sit down. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you're pumped up, dude. Right. What's going into this game, Alabama? Well, this is another thing is too when you get hit, even like with a helmet on, it releases adrenaline. So you're all adrenalized. Like you're like if you jump out of an airplane, you can't stay calm. You know what I mean? That's like well, so, not it's not it's not possible. You have to yell and scream. So like when you're in a football game, you get you know trophy smashed in the mouth. Like I mean, my friends and last year they've stewed about it all season long and. Unable to impose themselves on Georgia here. I love it. Okay, let's look up the game-winning play. Makai Brown game-winning uh, tackle. Let's see. Right here. Well, this is it. Back in the game with a vicious tackle. Hopefully, we're going to get a copyright strike, but who cares? Let's go. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go. Well, no audio, but... Okay, this is... So, this is the one where they're about to, what, take it to the house? Or let's see what... what oh, no, I made a tackle dude. Oh, one-handed right there. <laughs> Pinned him right in their goal line. See, that's a good play. And you redeemed yourself. So, that was right, so that was right after that thing. Look mm-hmm. at this. How did you get him like that? Oh, Yo, I dude. I same shit. I don't know how I did that shit, honestly. Dude. Dude, you're fired up because a lot of times you break the arm tackle. Dude, you right. clobbered him though. Look at that. I was surprised he didn't. I was like, yo, if I ain't grab him, you'd have been out of there for sure. Dude, but you got him. You got him pinned back on. Let's watch in slow motion. Look, I mean, you just freaking. I mean, oh shoot, that's fast motion. I don't even know how to turn it. Slow motion, playback speed. Okay, a little slower. Let's go. Let's see it. We got it. Little slow motion. So he's coming out. Uh, you're down by seven points. You guys need to make this play. Wow. One-handed. Dude, they- you, that's just more so man, just knowing the situation in the game, too. Knowing, like, you can't let them get past a certain, like, a amount of yards, really. You can't give up a big play. That's like you that's awesome. People thought it was a face mask too. Like that's crazy. It wasn't nah. your face mask. And it wasn't a horse collar, dude. You just got nah. it. You just swallowed him up, dude. Your forearm just like took him 
Ow. I mean, he just didn't have the, it just shows how much power and strength you had right there. Thanks. So, so that's, so that's awesome, you know, to do that, to end up redeeming yourself going right in the game. And not only, not only that, you went and ended up uh, uh, playing at Tennessee state and having a good career. So, uh, oh, yeah. you know, and starting a defensive end at Tennessee state. And that's what I regret. I- I'm telling you, my biggest regret is I had the opportunity to go to like D three. I should have done that. I should have gone to like William and Mary and it would have been yeah. all stressful. I'm such an idiot. I was like, no, I'm going to go to South Florida. And the problem is I get to South Florida. And it's all these guys that are just, it's, it's make or break, do or die. And that's too much pressure on you. That's too much pressure on an 18 year old kid. The, a lot of the nice. pressure the coaches put on these kids, you know, it's like, like, Oh, this is your only opportunity. If you, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't follow and listen to me and you lose your scholarship, your life is ruined, which isn't far from the truth, but the pressure on these kids that don't, that, that you're only what, what like structure is going to the study hall and listening to, you know, that's other than that, you don't have anybody it's up your ass. Every day. Your life is planned out every day. For real. It's just really not crazy. easy. It's just not easy. Not and they, they want to, and they want to act like it's not a job, but of course, you know, I, I, I agree. Okay. So we got to talk a little bit about, uh, Tennessee state though. When you got there, did you like that experience a lot? Uh, or did you like that Man. experience more than Alabama? Because it was what, tell me the difference. I'm just telling you the difference. Like, like Bama was just bigger. This was more populated. It was just way more people on campus, but as far as just like the city I was in, I got to give it to Tennessee State. I mean, Nashville is one of the greatest cities in America. Like That's nice. Wait, wait. I didn't realize Tennessee State's in Nashville. So you moved to mm-hmm. Nashville and oh, we're in yeah. the country music capital. Okay, wait, tell me. So yeah. tell me. And then, and dude, even though you had to probably go to just as much study hall and just as much practice because they have like a limit and they're going to push you to the limit there, I'm sure, right. too. But it's just less mm-hmm. stressful. It's less do or die. The coaches aren't worried about getting fired every week. It's mm-hmm. more It's more <laughs> about the experience. It's more, you know, that's what people don't realize. It's like actually, you know, it's not. It's these. It's still do or die. They still want to win at Tennessee State. But it's like people, the gold standard is Alabama. Like yeah. Even with basketball now, I mean, if all the sports are ranked nationally every year. It seems like the, the last three or four years, it seems like track, your baseball, softball teams, yeah, just everything. It's kind of remarkable. It's really where legends are made. You know what I'm saying? It's a reason. Yeah, but the thing is, so Makai, I graduated from LSU, and I think, and and I think college is kind of a scam. I don't think people need to college this day and age. I mean, I'm grateful you're you're younger than me. It's awesome, but at the same time, dude, all these kids going into debt now uh, with college, nice. it's it's nice. it's kind of fucked up, dude. Right, and they know it too. That's why I'm glad I'm not to pay for school, but it's like I feel bad for my friends who have to. Like it's like, yo, never gonna be able to pay that back. Especially doing a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, like it's that's a lot of money. Dude. Like, you still gotta live, you know. And it has interest and stuff. And I don't, right. I don't even know how that works. I was lucky enough where I got in state tuition. It was really cheap to go to LSU, and so yeah, I was yes. fortunate. I had a, a dad that paid for my school because I'm blessed by the Lord Jesus Christ or whoever you want to say it is. Um, but but unfortunately though, dude, a lot of people aren't. So I'm I'm lucky that I was able to do that. And that's why I probably con- didn't continue to play football, college football, because I was kind of a bitch ass. Um, so I have to say you were not, you finished, you completed the puzzle. A lot of people start they don't mm-hmm. finish. So that's why that well, that's what I was saying. That's why I was like, shoot, I want to see what happened to Makai after this. And I was like, oh shit, he like won the game and then he and then all this. This is so this is media. What I'm trying to say is the media lies. The media lies about everything, Makai. It's right. it's on the right and left. Like, like, you know, when they say systemic racism, systemic racism is real, dude. That like that is a hundred percent. They have uh, targeted black people when it went with the Tuskegee uh, Tuskegee experiment to, uh, you know, civil mm-hmm. rights. Everything black people have been exploited especially I'm in the bail bond business. My family's in the bail bond business. The criminal justice system is the biggest exploitation with the private prison industry is supported by nonviolent drug offenders filled with people with marijuana arrests. And, and now in, in most states, it's not even illegal. And all that was done was to pump up the uh, private prison industrial complex. And some of the right. some of the people that are investing in that are like Michael Jordan. Man, and- shit tons of money. Shit tons of money. Yes, so so that's the expectation. And do you want to say we're not racist? Well, we're racist against Muslim people. So yeah, I mean, so America is a racist place. I hate to say it, uh, and yeah, like it's very much so. 
And, and, Very much so. And so, like, the people are like, oh, racism doesn't exist. No, it is. But at, every day, I'm sure, Makai, like, when you're in, you know, you're in Seguin, like, there's probably a lot of racism in Seguin, but everybody's nice to your face. Everybody's nice. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, everybody's, you know, it's kind of like, I guess, this underlying issue that is hard mm-hmm. it's hard to point out and magnify but when you can look at it systemically for me when you look at like the crack laws you know you know i don't know if you're familiar with this but there's a thing called the iran contra and you need to see this movie yeah, tom- exactly. I know exactly what that is. yeah yeah it was with tom the is like the, the in between between america and nicaragua and all that type of stuff so 100 yeah. percent. we gave them guns and they gave us drugs and what we do is we would drop off the drugs in cal the cia to to a black Black guy named Free Ray Ricky Ross. He mm-hmm. became real famous. That's who Rick Ross, the rapper, is named after. And this guy didn't right. know he was getting and drug. You know, even like big time drug dealers now, they don't know who their connect is. A lot of times, these right. were CIA agents selling mm. these guys, literally giving them the dope. And the guys are like, "Of course, if I'm Free Ray Ricky Ross, and some guys like, oh, here's a hundred million dollars in dope, you can make a hundred million. I would take it. I mean, you know, it's hard. You don't say no to that. So, so, right. and you don't say, oh, hey, where's your social security number? What's your name? You know, give me all your information. So it'd be very easy for a CIA agent to pretend to be a drug dealer, like the easiest thing to do. And that was an, and, and then when you go with that, on top of that, then they made crack laws where they said, because people were smoking powdered cocaine, they mm-hmm. still said that somehow crack cocaine was more potent than powdered cocaine because that disproportionately affected black people and they didn't have lawyers, Makai. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yo, I literally saw something yesterday. I think I saw, it was like five bricks of cocaine and like, no, it was five little five dollar uh, crack little pipes or whatever, like five of them. And they compared that to like maybe of like cocaine. a ton of weed or like a couple kilos of like cocaine. You get the same amount of time for that. Like it's it's pretty weird for small, five small ass capsules compared to bricks. You get the same time. It shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't be like that at all. Dude, that that was all done, and that was done, you know, like out of California. Uh, mm-hmm. All like it was just that was all race uh, targeted. I mean, that's there's no lie. I mean, that was literally they're trying to go after people because what happens is the district attorneys wanted people, you know, they wanted young black men that didn't have attorneys, you know, that were going to uh, be uh, take plea deals and just so right. they could do their time and get out of jail that weren't you know that weren't going to fight it to death. So then it makes them look like they're successful attorneys, like they. Probably and win all these cases. So it was just a crooked deal with a lot of judges. So listen, I feel like I and I'm not I'm not trying to virtue signaling because oh I want to suck. I feel so bad for white men. I don't have any white guilt. I'm prime time nine and nine. I ain't got no guilt. I'm a culture <laughs> vulture. I love the black man. I want to lift the black man up while I lift myself because uh, uh, uh you know a rising tide lifts all ships. You know that's the thing is we got to come together. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They want to divide us all. So you know what do you think's going on? Like what is your vibe with like all this uh, NFL? Uh, stop racism and all this. Like, what do you think now with the NFL becoming a political movie? Because racism's real, is my point of view. So I'm saying it is real, but it's still kind of annoying when and football becomes political for whatever reason. So, w- what do you think? What do you think in your opinion? And what would you do uh, as like uh, if you were Tom Brady or some you know the top NFL guy? You know how I see it, man. Like you know about oaths. You know about contracts. You know about like how you have a buddy system and everything and all that type of stuff. So me personally, I know that these guys sign contracts. These guys have to abide by certain things or they get fined, all this type of stuff. So you'll never really hear what these people actually feel like. You know what I'm saying? Like people like Tom Brady, LeBron James, you're your big athletes, you know, you know what's going on with these people. Like you, you hear about it around their families and, all this type of stuff, what they had to do behind closed doors, all this crazy stuff. Like, it's it's kind of remarkable people don't see the fake in some of these people. Like, if these people really wanted to make change, they could. That's just my opinion. But some people are not going to see it like that. They're kind of brainwashed with the system. They believe what everybody tells them. Well, like, you yeah. Well, no. t- tell them how simple it is. LeBron James is getting told he has agents and handlers, just like you're saying. I mean, these people have mm-hmm. managers, and they're going to take their word for it. So if you have some big-time manager that's in you know, control of all your money, and he says, hey, go tell everybody that COVID-19 is going to kill them, and they have to wear a mask 24-7, they're going to do that, dude. So, 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 so it's like we can only talk so much you know, about health stuff, but it's like – 
Dude, these players, they don't have really much integrity, you know, very few. Like, there are some like Kyrie Irving. Um, but mm -hmm. you're saying what people do behind closed doors is like, dude, it's so sick. There are groups, they say, um, well, I guess we'll get into this. You know, it's called buck breaking. Have you ever heard about buck breaking, uh, Kyle? No, I actually haven't. Okay. okay, so buck breaking is like, this is what they do. So you remember when Dave Chappelle had his breakdown? And he, mm -hmm. you know, when his well, he show, turned out the 50 million? yes, he turned out 50 yeah. million. So what happened was supposedly is they were trying to put him in a dress. And what happens is Hollywood, what Hollywood wants to do is they want to put every big time black celebrity, the top black celebrity, the best comedian, the best guy. They want to put him in a dress. It's called the humiliation ritual. It's called right, buck right. breaking. And so like I know people called it that. I know I know about the I know about the humiliation ritual for sure. Yes, and that's sure. that and there's the guys that talk about it. There's all these, you know, like there's you know, there's all these, you know, uh uh like we, yeah, Kevin Hart, and he said he ended up wearing a dress on Saturday Night Live. So they all, mm -hmm. and then like Dave Chappelle, see, this is what happened with Dave Chappelle is even though Dave Chappelle said that like he, he went on Oprah talking about how, you know, they wanted him to wear a dress and he just fought it and fought it and how they were like, oh, we have to do it. It's so important for the scene. And then he kept fighting it. And then at the very end, he's like, I'm just not going to do it. And they said, okay, we'll just do the scene this way. And then he realized, oh shit, it's like, you know, it wasn't that important. You know, they were just trying to manipulate me. But on top right. of, but on, but on top of all that, though, Kai, is he still kind of did drag his first movie ever, and it is called. Uh, uh, here, let me show you. It is uh, yes, Dave Chappelle. But he doesn't want to talk about it. It's the Night movie. What's it called? Uh, the Night movie. Oh, people are gonna kill me. What is it? Uh, what is this movie where he's? Oh, I gotta ask people in the chat. What is it where he's? Uh, <laughs> I know. I gotta ask him in the chat. Where is the movie? Dave Chappelle movie where he's? Uh, 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 Sir, Sir, Sir Robin Hood movie. What is it? Uh, Sir Robin tights. With the, it's something like that. I gotta find this whole indication. It's some slapstick movie, but it was his first movie. Oh, okay, here it is. This is Men in Tights. Okay, Dave Chappelle wear a dress despite his. Okay, this is it. Hold on. This is it. This is it. Let's go, baby. Let's well, I'm go. Close to it. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Is this the movie with Martin Lawrence in it too? Oh, oh, oh shit, can you not see it? Can you see it? Oh, no. no I can see it. I can see it. I'm looking at it now. Oh, there you go. Now you can see it better. Hold on. You can see it way better. Okay, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. That's him. That's, I know it's all blurry, but that's Yo. Dave. And that's his Yo, dad. that's crazy. And that's, that's his crazy. wig. Hold on. That's... He loud like he did. I never saw that. Dude, that's, that's a wig too. So he can't say. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, dude, this is him. This is his first movie. This is that's Dave. Look at him. Hold on. I just and I I hate. I mean, like, and the thing is, yeah, I, I, and I'm not anti-gay. I'm not like you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't even care. It's it's not even that. It's just I don't like the like the symbolism. Like they got to do like right. the, this the pizza and shit, all that. Like, right, come on, man. Dude, it's, fucked it's fucked up. I mean, that is weird. It's called buck breaking, and they want to, you know, they, it's just like they're kind of humiliation ritual. So, and you look at LeBron James, as he's been buck broken. I mean, he's been, he he didn't, okay, this is another thing. Did you hear about the allegations he had? No, tell me. Them? What, no. So, pretty much, man, he, uh, I think it was Cappy Poindexter. She uh, pretty much was like, he robbed her and, Sex trafficker and that he a sex trafficker and it's like yo I don't really think she's lying she got no reason to lie about that wait what yeah see all these guys are yeah. weird they all are perverts and I, I'm not they're yeah. not all perverts but this is what happens and this is disgusting but with like Jeffrey Epstein. When you read about mm -hmm. it, is once they do yeah. like once they do this like weird sexual stuff, they like can't get off without doing it again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's right. like a crackhead. They get high off it and they got it. They're chasing the dragon. That's so. That's what I'm saying. So you know all about it. So you're awake to all this. So so you're oh, like, yeah. see, you're a lot younger than me, and I didn't wake up mm -hmm. to this till about like 2016. So when did you kind of realize, like, you know, the world is run by evil freaks that, like, you know, or yeah. I'm gonna probably say when I turned 12, 13, I first started googling like a Biggie uh, murder and Tupac murder, and, and I was like, yo, there's no way this shit is real. So I come back to it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I had did I tried acid the first time at Tennessee yeah. State. 
I like it. I've done LSD. It's great. Okay, so you yeah. did it. So you did it. So it opened. A, a lot of people don't realize mm -hmm. what happens is sometimes when you do like a hallucinogenic, it turns on parts mm -hmm. of your brain that have never been turned on before, supposedly. Oh, Shay Shay TK, ten dollar tip. Thank you so much, Shay Shay TK. Oh, let me put the tip bar. If anybody wants to donate, uh, 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 I'm gonna uh, we're gonna split the tips. I even ever said that. So guys, I did. I forgot to freaking do that. We got sixty bucks, so we're gonna start with sixty. We'll split that. If you guys want to donate to uh, Akai and I, you go to a Conspiracy Castle dot live and we got another like 45 minutes to go so you guys come on hop on throw some donations let's get wild spread to spread the good vibrations okay um yeah but okay so so what were we just saying what was i just saying before i said all that uh i was just asking you something and then i lost my train of thought um uh, no, I ain't oh uh, about, about oh yeah 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 when, when you started waking up okay so mm -hmm. when so when did like did you look into the pizza gate and like hillary clinton and all that stuff or like when did uh like you did, L you did LSD. It opened up part of your brain, and then what happened? Then you started looking on I would YouTube. Say I got into, uh, <laughs> like probably reptiles first, like the whole lineage of them. How you know I met Obama, yo. I tell people all the time. Oh, you went to the White House? What? Yeah. 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 What? You met Obama? Yeah. The Obama deception. See, Obama is a clown, dude. Him and Michelle, they're doing a hook. Mm -hmm. They're they're doing something a crooked as fuck, dude. And Barack, <laughs> Barack Obama is not even a real black dude. You know, he hired this actor nah. to to teach him how to be a uh, uh, how to appear to be more like a black guy from the South Side mm -hmm. of Chicago. Because because like his mm -hmm. mom was in the CIA, dude. Wow. So you met Obama. So tell me about yeah. that. What was the security like? What was the going to the White House like? Tell me all about that. I'm gonna shut up. Yo. First off, you gotta you gotta go through. I don't know if I should even say this right now, but it's definitely three checkpoints in that shit. They might. I mean, I think that's probably you can say there's checkpoints. Okay, so there's, so there's yeah. three check, but but going into the big group, eighty guys. I mean, what the, do they check y'all individually? Do they check you individually? Yeah, kind of had to like they just took our time. It took a little while to get us all in there, but they they're very they're very thorough like a lot of people on the roofs of the white house and shit the capital and shit bro yeah but kai everybody on the alabama has an arrest on their record and shit so they didn't give up i mean there wasn't anybody on there that were like hey no you got a public right. intoxic i mean was there anybody that got turned down? No. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say. Okay. 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 Nobody so was a flight risk like that. No, no. <laughs> nobody is a flight. <laughs> well, shit. That you know, there's this guy, a Miami football player, that they're investigating now that supposedly killed mm -hmm. his teammate like ten years ago. Okay, so you go through that, that's and then shitty. I know that's really fucked up because he fucked his girl though, which actually kind of sounds like something that is very possible. But okay, real quick though, so you go, you go in, and then so how does how does the Obama uh, interaction go? I'm not gonna lie to you. I shook his hand, and his hand didn't feel real. No what? Lie. What do you mean no it lie. didn't? Shut up, Kai. You're the no first lie. person I've ever talked to that's talked to Obama. This is you're the no. best. At, wait. So you felt his hand? What do you mean? Like it felt cold? It felt plastic? What? I would say if I won't even say plastic, but you know when you shake a man's hand, you expect a certain sturdiness, a certain grip. I didn't get that from the president of the United States at that time. It didn't feel. I didn't feel like a strong handshake from the president. Was it, was it lamp? Well, you know Michelle Obama was yeah, a boy. Yeah, kind of sort of. Kind of, it, to me, I might be tripping, but it, it didn't feel right to me. But see, let's let's do this. Let me play devil's advocate. My, okay, Makai Brown, all American football player, six foot five and a half, two hundred and fifty pounds. I don't know how big Obama is, but I mean, you're a big, strong man. So I'm just saying. It probably a lot of people kind of shake your hand weak though. You're telling me this was noticeably. You're telling me when you shook yeah, his no. hand, it was you know because I'm just saying you're bigger than every. I'm six three. I'm bigger than everybody, so I know you're a bit way bigger than me. So I know you're bigger than most people when you walk in the room. So I figure I could see yeah. how a dainty little. But but you're telling me noticeably. You meet politicians. You've met the governor of Georgia or whatever of Alabama. Sure. I'm sure you know they all shake mm -hmm. your guys' hands at meetings or whatever, or team luncheons and shit. So, so mm -hmm. you tell me his hand felt fake and like did he seem? Did he seem weird? So tell me what he, what vibration? What? Okay, this is my last thing. I'll shut up. Then, I ain't gonna lie to you. To everybody else, like I was getting to that point of like the awakening. So I'm sensing like like yo, it's something not right about this dude. It's not. It's just something not right about Barack Obama at all. I don't care. I could like not see it, but I saw it after that. It's like, yo, like my hands aren't even that big. That's why I'm like, yo, there's no way my hand is overpowering this man's hand. My hand is only like 10 inches. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? That's not big when you play defense, defense in outside back. But I'm just saying, so, yeah. So, I mean, okay, so, but, uh, okay, so you're saying, like, it's not like you're just, you know, some monster compared to him. So right. he should have been able to freaking been a man and, cla- you know, right. gri- gripped your hand a little bit. Too, but like he is probably a lizard. I mean, I don't know if he's really a lizard, but it's something about him is weird. And something. Tell me what you know. Tamara Magdalene is. You know who that is? Why does that sound familiar? Tell me. Tell me all about it. So she she has a channel, man, and like she she's made videos about basically him and uh, Sleepy Joe and all these guys, man. Like she she the truth. Like she made me see like. She pretty much made it easy to tell when somebody is a reptile through like camera footage, basically. Like their skin change, it turns scaly. Like it's it's wild shit, bro. The liquid I, crystal face from the camera and shit, bro. It's it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. I, I can okay because you're my man, Kai. You're gonna be you're gonna come on the castle anytime you want because I didn't realize you're so uh, uh you know awake to all this. But you're gonna you're gonna trip out, but. You know, what do you think? What do you know about uh, the uh, 1969 to 1972 Apollo moon missions to the to the moon? Have you ever Ooh, looked into the moon? So, landing? I know. I know a little something, man. Like I've seen movies talking about how pretty much they filmed the landing in a certain room, like in a like room 11 or some shit like that. And how that shit pretty much was like see like done in Hollywood and shit, bro, like. Dude, the moon landing was fake. Okay, let me tell you this. So this guy wrote a book. It's called Wagging the Moon Doggy. Dave McGowan, he's one of the best. And so in that book, he talks about, this is the official story for the moon. They say that in the sunlight, that it's 200 degrees Fahrenheit, and that in the shade, it's immediately negative 200 degrees. So it's a 400 degree difference. And that supposedly in 1969... They had a suit that could magically go in in the sun and into the dark and change 400 degrees instantly. Uh, and on top of that, when all the astronauts came back, they all like you know did like their celebratory like photo shoot and stuff. Uh, uh, a few of the astronauts had like really bad scarring on their hands from the suit mechanism because it like didn't fit their yes. thumbs properly. So they couldn't yep. even get the thumb mechanism in the suits to work. Yet somehow these suits were able to be that they can't recreate today. They don't have the technology to make not forget about the rockets. I'm not even talking about the rockets. I'm not even talking about the launch pad. I'm talking about the suits. I'm talking about they don't even have the <laughs> underwear to go to space, much less uh, the rocket ship. So, you know, where I come, I'm a geocentrist and uh, for lack of a better word, people I hate this it's so cringe but what they say a flat <laughs> earther so i believe that uh, yeah too. okay good see kai yes wow kai Most you're the man yeah the sun moon and stars oh, rotating on the yes no kai lie. yes go <laughs> yo dead ass yo like yes. oh, I see it. the yin yang yin yang is more so like it's telling you like the the moon and the sun kind of follow each other and like this, yes. I feel like the sun is way closer than it is. Like, dude, the sun is right here. Like ancient shit dude, that this- proves that pretty much, even like in ancient times, they were like, "Yo, this shit is way too close. It's like in the center of the universe, damn near." That's how they describe it. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is not what they make it seem. Not 93 million miles away in the sky. I don't see it like that. I don't think it's like that. That don't even make sense to me. Honestly, if you can go on the air and see the plane next to you. Or even like we're going to plan to see nothing but a flat line. That should tell you this world is flat. It wouldn't, it would show you a curve if it was a curve. You know what I'm saying? That's how I see it. Dude, in the chat, they're going nuts. Everybody go follow Makai right now. Enrique, everybody's, got, I, everybody's freaking out. They're like, oh man, I'm the biggest Makai Brown fan in the world. Yeah, but see, <laughs> dude, but it's as simple as that. It's like, dude, you look at the sun, it seems so close, but they tell you it's nice. 93 million miles away, and there's a thing called crepuscular rays. So sometimes mm-hmm. when the, when the, when the, uh, when the clouds are in a certain way, when you see the sun shining through it, when the sun's going at different angles, it would be impossible for it to have sh- that sharpness of angles if it was 93 million miles away. The angles would be right. all straight. So there's little stuff like that. And then, so, dude, I do a show with a guy named uh, Jaron. He has a show called Jaronism. He's like one of the biggest flat earthers. And then this guy named David Weiss, who is like the biggest flat earther. Uh, so, <laughs> you, dude, you got to check out David Weiss. So you got to come on. We have a show, The Baby Truther Show. You got to, I'm going to call you on a zoom call on that i'm gonna be like we got this nice dude i'm gonna tell them we have a national champion uh a flat earther dude they're gonna love it they will be like what dude a guy that's a flat- oh, yeah. because you know there's a bunch of baseball players that are flat earthers there's a and you know Kyrie irving's a flat earther shaquille o'neal you mm-hmm. know she, you know shaq's a flat earther 
Right. You know, I know that he's part of the he's part Boulet. of the Yeah, yeah, I know. It's called Boulet. But see, this is another mm-hmm. thing is you know you don't realize this though. When when you go into that establishment, uh, Kai, a lot of times like like uh, Shaquille O'Neal, he can still have good intentions and probably you mm-hmm. have to you probably join like I, what I'm saying is you probably want to get the hell out. You know, it's like you, you got right. to Alabama. You realize I want to get the fuck out of here. This isn't very much fun, but you kind of have to stay or something else. like kill you. I mean, I don't know. I don't right. know. I don't know why you can't leave, but I imagine once you sell your soul, you can, you kind of have to stick around. That uh, fortune bargain. That fortune bargain. That's all it be. That spirit will uh, always follow you. It's kind of like left five. Like how do not people die in the car? I mean, how not hard nine people in the car and only left five guys. You know who left five is, right? No, Lisa tell me. Left uh, yo, Lisa left eye Lopez. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yo, yo, dude, and every oh, all these people were sacrificed. You know, the biggest sacrifice yeah. for for me though, what makes me mad is Pimp C. Pimp C was the he oh, was, yeah. Pimp C was talking about how Jeezy was you know gay and all these guys were gay and this and that, right. and then all of a sudden he comes up dead, dude. And, and I mean, everybody comes up dead that you know starts going against the the agenda and like there's just mm-hmm. it's just there's no such thing as an accident but people want to act like everything's actually not at all not at all so they okay. thought i'm in a prime position in there candles burnt like it looked like a ritual they say yeah i mean and Crazy. so so you, you said when you woke you up was tupac and biggie what do you even think could happen with that i mean that had to be so i don't oh. i don't think they go on epstein island like they were i think they were sacrificed by cops or cia or somebody so I actually seen something of uh, he actually he definitely had a body double. He no. had a body double the night he died. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna show you a video when we get off of this. Uh, no, I believe it. Ball. All, all yeah. those big time guys have to have body doubles because the record label hires it or the people right. they're so invested they have to have doubles of mm-hmm. these people. I mean, I'm sure Joe Biden has a double. I mean, all these guys have a double. Obama has a yes. double. I mean uh, I want to it's think really it's sad, bro. It's so deceiving, bro. <laughs> it's so deceiving, bro. Hey, but let's take it back to this though. Nick Saban. I mean, I love talking about all this stuff, but do you think Nick Saban is is? And we're not going to talk bad around. He's the best coach ever. And I don't. I, I mean, I'm saying, do you think he could be in some sort of Illuminati, or do you think a guy like that Yo. is to, totally pure? Yo. I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a, a buck with you, bro. Yeah. Since I've really got into this, and I realized that college sports, the NFL. All all ri- a lot of it's rigged. Guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's rigged. A lot of it's right. it, the refs decide. Okay, go ahead. So sorry. So, so, but we're right. talking about Nick Saban. What do you think? He's the most powerful he, coach ever, or a college coach for sure. And he could coach any NFL team if he wanted. If they, you know, they would hire mm-hmm. him two seconds if he said, I want to coach you. Okay, so what right. do you think? So people like, they forget he actually coached in the NFL too. Yeah, He's Miami. All that stuff. So pretty much, man, like, he could, he could damn well be, man. He could damn well be. He could, he could damn sure be. But I don't want to put that on that man without being sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I still respect the man, but I think like that now. He damn sure could be. And we, don't, and, and we don't have any evidence to say he's in some sort of uh, secret cult, but that's where all the, right. this, this is the thing is it's called skull and bones. That's what all the fraternity mm-hmm. system came out of colleges. So when you're like the top college coach, he maybe Saban doesn't, but he's talking to the most influential boosters, this and that. So Saban's in on a lot of secret stuff. In whether, some form of fashion. Uh, yeah. I'm not, we're not, we're not saying, yeah, we're not saying he's some Illuminati child, you know, predator like Hillary Clinton or something like that. I don't, I don't know that about him. Uh, But like, look at, look at freaking Jerry Sandusky, the biggest coach Mm -hmm. ever at Penn State was a total freak and how, and he was a Joe Paterno who is like the winningest coach of all time. How does that go under the rug with nobody noticing for so long? That power is called power. It's like eventually people get tired of that shit, man. People just like get get tired of dealing with those thoughts and that pain. And, like they have to tell people, they have no choice. That's some sick shit, man. And yeah. like you know that some people actually came from that program and are still coaching. They they saw that shit going on too, and nothing happened to them. So they yeah. like they, you know they think the same kind of way. They just got away with that shit. Like it's, it's messed up. It's no. definitely messed up. Yeah, because they didn't want to tell on him too. And Sand- Sandusky too is weird about him. Is like he had like a bunch of like head coaching opportunity opportunities and stuff, and like stayed there because he liked it there so much. And then when you hear 
it's because he was like molesting all these kids. It just makes it so much more creepy. Like, and wow, listen, you got a family. Yeah. I know, but I mean, like, I'm just saying he chose like staying there and doing that to kids more than like being the top coach of all time. So like, it's just creepy. It's just weird. It's like that was his real passion, kids and diddling them. Oh, it makes me sick. I don't even want to think about that mindset. Like, no, but that's that's the thing is they want to exploit like they exploit children. That's really what's going on now at the border. So what's happening is the reason why Biden them want to flush the border. It's not like we don't want immigrants here. It's because they want a bunch of kids. They can. That's a lot of it. They want a lot of kids so they can sex traffic them so they can right. violate them. Like uh, it, there's more sinister stuff because. I'm not anti-immigration. I don't care if people immigrate here. Do you really? care, Kai? I mean, I don't care if people come. You do the same thing going to other countries. You know yeah, I don't. But really? see, but they want all these like kids. It's weird when like all these kids that don't have their parents come to the border. It's just then they put them in foster homes. Vulnerable, already feel like they don't got a life. Those are easy people to manipulate. That's how they see it. You know what I'm saying? It's fucked up. Yeah, no, it's fucked up. Okay, let's. Okay, so guys, we got about fifteen minutes left. So everybody, uh, um, I want to say, should we take calls? You want to take a call? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the Zoom link, guys. I'm gonna put the Zoom link. If you guys want to call in, we're gonna take like a call or two. I'm gonna put the Zoom. Uh, I bet Harmon. I know Harmon's gonna call, and this guy Harmon, he's gonna say, he, he's gonna say, oh, I'm the biggest. I'm the biggest Makai Brown fan. Okay, guys, I'm gonna put the link to call in. All right here. Um, no, okay, but so you know, Kobe Bryant kind of started all this COVID nineteen stuff. We can only say all, all everything. Everything we can say about COVID nineteen is that that it, it's the realest thing in the world, and that it's uh, get your uh, booster and make sure to get as vaccinated as many times uh, as possible because <laughs> that's the only way we're gonna get out of this is uh, more booster. Okay, that's, so that's what that's what we're gonna do, is guys. Guys, uh, uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do ten more minutes here. We're gonna end the stream on YouTube, and then we're gonna talk for like 15, 20 minutes on Rockfin, so we can talk about whatever we want guys so we're going to take it off here and i'll put the rockfin link uh, so we can talk about you know corona because all we can say here is that um it's this, that yeah that's what i'm oh, saying we, say yeah. now just we just can't say right now on this freaking on youtube but we'll be out of here in in eight minutes because then we'll do an hour show here so guys here's the rockfin link you guys want to come watch this and we're going to be able to talk uncensored because we want to say the CDC is the best trusted source. Oh. Everybody, no, 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 no. We love them. We love them. They're the best. Yeah. We love you, uh, YouTube, too. We love uh, China. They're the best. We love all the censorship. We appreciate the algorithm and the artificial intelligence monitoring us and keeping us in charge. Okay, so so guys, YouTube, we put the link. I, I put I posted the link here. We're about to migrate over there so we can talk freely. But real quick, so so tell the YouTube audience, I got the, I got the links to your... Uh, Twitter and Instagram, but maybe not everybody's going to follow. So tell them where they can find you and uh, what you got going on, uh, Kai. All right, cool. So you can follow me on Instagram at Makai Q Brown. So you spell that by M-E-K-H-I, uh, initial Q-B-R-O-W-N. Uh, my Twitter is Makai Brown at M-E-K-H-I-B-R-O-W-N. And my YouTube is 1048 Fitness. 1040. Oh, and so now, uh, you know, I... I gotta get. I've gained the COVID nineteen pounds. I, I gotta get on my fitness grind. So, what are you doing right now? People don't realize this. The fitness is so important for the mental health. So, do you think? Do you think that is what helped you out the most? Is that you're constantly working out in college, and that mm -hmm. kind of you know helped your mental health and helped your discipline? Like, how did fitness help your your uh what, you know whole entire life? I really, I really would say, man, it kept me out of trouble for one. Two, it's a good stress reliever. Uh, a lot of people can use the teaching, the proper teaching from a person who actually went to school for it and is taking courses to be like a five, six uh, pallet type of like trainer doing agility and uh, active recovery and all that type of stuff. So I pretty much make meal plans. I make uh, workout plans. I do virtual training, in-person training. Just really Kai, we got to get you up to Dallas. Why aren't you training these high school kids? You got to get out. Why don't you, you know, I, I, can, I can get you a bunch of Highland Park kids to train if I can tell them I got a national champion football player. I got to, I got to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'll try to, I'll try to hook you up with some guys. Okay. But listen, so for the YouTube audience, we got Rockfin. The show's not over. We're just going to, we got to do this. We got to end the YouTube show so we can talk about um, adult subjects. And then we got to, we put the link. Okay. Here's Harmon. So hold on. Let's admit Harmon cool. real quick. Let me do this. 
Hold on, Harmon. I got to do one thing. I got to unpin him. Harmon, I can't. What's good, boss? Har Harmon. Uh, let me do this. Harmon, what's up, Harmon? How you doing? Are you, are you, are you a Makai Brown fan? Uh, I haven't heard of him. But I are am you now. kidding? Are you serious? After I mean, uh, have you not heard heard what he said today? I just got on late. I'm gonna have to replay it. I, dude, I, he's I, a oh flat my... earther, dude. What are you talking oh, yeah. about? That's what I asked him about. When uh, when would you say you took the red pill? Man, I probably would say, gotta say maybe 2017, 2018. And what was it that was what 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 made? So you you're take still in college. Pill? You're in college still. Yeah, I still, I still was in college. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I definitely would say acid. Acid was what well as the. That's what got me pretty much on track. Got kind of made me see the world different. Hey, oh, okay, so you got your eye, you got your third eye open a little bit. You saw it. Right, right. Uh, that's cool as hell. So what oh, yeah. was the first uh, thing, like, okay, on Flatter, since we're a pretty Flatter channel and stuff like that overall. So on the Flatter, what was the first thing that got you opened up to that? Just really going on the plane and just, I was like in seventh grade, maybe sixth grade. I just was like, bro, why does everything look flat? But they say it's a globe. You know what I'm saying? Like I kind of always felt like that. Like it's a horizontal line. We go to the beach. When you in the air, like how could they say this is a globe? So you were questioning them. Yeah, you just say you're saying one thing, but I see different. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I was going. I always say, tell my friends, I go, Mr. Science, Mr. Scientist, I see the sun and the moon. They look freaking close. Right. Oh no no no! Let me tell you what you see. So they always tell you what you see, and like not they know. Right. So you said, you, know, you said, forget that, huh? No, real life. He's like, even at night, like I remember I was in Memphis one night. Like this is when I was living in Tennessee. Went to Memphis. I'm chilling at my girl's crib. And we just looking at the, the moon. And it's like, yo, why does it look very close? It looks closer than normal. Did I even heard that it's like a, it's like a kind of a camera in the moon or something like that? Like it's actually a hollow. Uh, figure in the space like it's not it has cavities in it basically it has space in between so you don't know what the moon is really, really no, no one knows that's one of our biggest mysteries everyone who will be honest we ain't got a clue yeah. right you know and but uh what i told my friend today i flat smacked him a little bit we're mm -hmm. at the golf course and i was coming back and i said look if you took a binoculars and i said you see that mountain and see the mountain behind it if you took binoculars and tried to zoom in on it could you do it he says no it's too far away I said, but you believe the moon is 240,000 miles away. You can zoom in on it. Right. And I said, dude, it doesn't work. Dude, right. the, the moon is so close. Like I, at night, I can see like the crevices. I mean, it looks like it's Literally. right there. It looks like I can touch it. Like, so, I mean, nice. the, the, fa the fact that it drops to a damn near. You know what I'm saying? It, that's so, like ever bring it up to somebody. I've asked a couple of his audience members, a uh, guest that's been on there with him. Mm -hmm. And, they like it. So what was the first time you tried to tell somebody about it? Because we're usually we're excited about it, but we don't really have the words to describe it. So we screw right. up. Yeah, everybody so, tells their friends and they get denied. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. What, what I first told, the first person I ever told about my like little journey, like what I knew, they were like, yo, like, what you talking about, bro? It's like, bro, you want to see the videos, bro? You want to see what I mean? And like they was like, bro, I can't believe this shit. Like, it's my, my like my favorite artist, you know. Like they couldn't believe it. Like they could not believe it at all. It's like, bro, your favorite artists worship the devil. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really, you don't see that, bro. Like this is not normal. Lil Nas X worships the devil. So right. what did they say? I mean, you had to have like a mother, a brother, sister, someone you tried to tell, and they they think you're nutty. Uh, man. I can tell any, if I tell my mom any of this stuff, my granddad, they gonna think I'm crazy. Yeah. I, I told them this stuff before. They're like, "Yo, you crazy?" Even about religion, I'm not gonna get too deep in religion, but religion is is an interesting thing, man. Like, it's interesting, man. Well, God, somebody I can go to church. I'm to church all the time, man. Like, I still meditate, yoga, all that stuff. But I've learned a lot of this stuff really isn't right. The blood of Christ, the communion. It's all to me is mockery of God to me. Because why are you drinking blood? Why you yeah, drinking yeah, he's blood? personal to you, right? He's personal. right. It's very personal. Okay, one last question. I'll let you go because Alex always gets me going. Um, mm -hmm. So um, now, when you when you took the, the the drugs, you know, to open up your third eye, what's the 
best you can remember is something that opens you up, something that, you know, that you can put on, because you can't put it into words a lot of times. So what's mm-hmm. the best one thing that you could open up, put into words? Uh, one thing I realized, man, this might not be that big a deal, but when I realized that the whole world could really fit in one continent, that made me realize, like, people can really be deceived by anything. I learned that 84% of white crimes, like white on white crimes, there's a lot of those crimes too, but people don't talk about it. It's all about what the media put out. People like me see both sides of the spectrum. I see that it's black on black crime, white on white crime, Asian on Asian crime, but they always want to make one side look so evil. Like, yeah, racism exists, man, but y'all pushing an agenda too. Mm-hmm. It's not what y'all making it seem. We not going through racist shit every day like, like y'all make it seem. It ain't like that. It's just, is that what you saw? When you the, the, is that what opened you up in the drug? I mean, what on the drug? When you were on the trip, Oh, well, let me say this real quick, Kai. So the real quick, Harmon is a, a career-long prison guard, so he's a narc. So be okay. careful. He's he's about to tell on you. No, I'm kidding. He's retired. He's a retired. He he had he was Charles Manson's prison guard. This guy. Oh right? wow! Yeah, isn't that wow. crazy? That's how long he's been a prison guard. A long time. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's back in the '89. But on the trip, what I did notice on the trip though was like I was way more aware. I kind of could see like how people truly felt too. I felt weird energies from people like. I started really being big on vibes after that. Like, I know when somebody is bullshitting off the rip. I know when somebody not being serious with me or isn't genuine. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty obvious to tell. Uh, hey, okay, I real quick. I want to try something. Hey. I've never tried marijuana. I've never drank alcohol, anything in my Harmon, Harmon, we're going to talk about this. Stay on. I just want to say goodbye to the YouTube audience. Remember, guys, okay. every, everybody get your booster. Everybody, you know, stay strong. Yes. We love you. <laughs> uh, listen to the CDC, and we love you, YouTube. We're going to be on Rockfin if you guys want to uh, watch the rest of the show. So say goodbye, Makai, to the YouTube audience. Thank you, guys.